0: You're listening Come on, God your All right, after a bit of laziness, we're finally back on the air. This would be the February nineteenth edition of the Gotham Podcast. Thanks for joining us during this uh, slow period in the world of sports. We're just gonna dive right on into pop culture and a recent show that. I've loved and my partner in crime here Fred has also recently enjoyed is a show called Weeds. Um Fred, what do you what were your what were your thoughts on when when you first uh started watching and what were your thoughts before? I, before even you, before you'd even started watching it, what did you imagine Weeds being about?
1: I had I actually had no idea. I had heard of I heard of the show but I'd never heard anything about it. So I didn't even know if it was Comedy or drama or whatever i 'd know any of the characters in it, so mm. I was pleasantly surprised though very very witty yeah funny
0: I uh, think it's one of the, one of the more underrated shows because no one ever talks about it, but i feel it's it 's really well written and i just i love i think the people who play the different roles are perfect for their parts
1: yeah and it's probably it's probably underrated because it it came on showtime at a time when not a lot of people knew about Showtime, so it was before Dexter and Californication, yeah. which brought a lot of a lot of ratings to Showtime. So it was yeah. before them.
0: It's a show that that obviously has to be on on either HBO or Showtime because of all the references and stuff. Oh yeah, um, but the the the, ca- the cast of characters they have are great. Kevin, I didn't even know Kevin Nealon was in it before, uh, before but, but he, he's he's great. Yeah, in it. He's perfect. He's that he he plays the the stoner comedy role just perfectly. Um, and the main character, she's a cutie. Oh yeah, and, and just I mean the, the writers, I mean I th- I think the, the writers on Weeds are probably some more underrated people because they 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 bust out some really witty lines. Yeah, I remember our our, our friend Ada. She just popped in for one random episode while uh, Scott and I were watching the other day, and she's like, "What is this crap? I bet this isn't anything." And she fell in love with it after ten minutes. To, you know it's a it's an easy show to, to love.
1: I love all all the conversations between Kevin Nealon and uh, Andy, the main character's yeah. brother-in-law.
0: And, and that, in that the solid, very beginning, when Andy, when Andy joined, I was skeptical. I was like, "Who's this douchebag? Just uh, he doesn't. I don't really think I'm going to like him." But he's yeah, they made
1: him. They made him look like that, like the unwanted character that yeah. nobody nobody wanted no. him there, and, and he turned out to be perfect. Yeah, he
0: plays off with Kevin Nealon perfectly, and. They can do so. They can do so many more things that are weeds related because he's the uncle and not the direct father. Right. So you know you can get away with a lot of a lot of stuff that if it was a real family it wouldn't really work. You know. The other thing I really love about Weeds is just the fact that the whole show is continuous. Like uh, the transition from season one to season two, season two to season three, season three to season four. It's just pretty much as if it happened in real time. So I like that. The cliffhanger is so strong uh, that. Just right away, you you want to jump from season to season.
1: The the funniest thing, though, that um watching now, watching them all in a row from the DVDs or whatever,
0: mm.
1: is that or the, whatever. The, yeah. The, yeah, the theme, <laughs> the, the theme is continuous, but since the since it involves like the little kid and the teenager. At least the, this was very apparent, in, from season three to season four. Yeah,
0: that's exactly the first thing I told Scott. Yeah.
1: <laughs> even though one one day passes or a couple
0: of days pass, not even that. No, maybe. Not, not even a day. It's just like they're driving away the same yeah. day. Later on that day,
1: <laughs> and and the kid, you know, obviously grew a few inches, and yeah, the, the teenager is like all grown up. So that that yeah, was really little, funny. The,
0: yeah, the little kid's voice dropped, but he <laughs> he tries to keep the voice like on a higher pitch, but it obviously dropped between seasons yeah i don't i don't know if i would
1: have noticed had i watched season three and then waited a yeah, whole year yeah but if you waited
0: you probably wouldn't have noticed but
1: watching right away it was really funny yeah
0: and the older kid silas i think his hair color changed or something even though they just dropped you know they popped in a van they drove an hour and a half and then all of a sudden his hair is different <laughs>
1: they drove through some sort of portal or...
0: <laughs> uh it's a good show i mean you don't have to ruin anything but i hope that the, the regular cast of characters is still in there, because right now it's just a family by itself. So we'll, we'll see what happens. It's a good show. Uh, I recommend you check it out. Once again, Showtime is not paying us to sponsor them, but I feel like it would be a wise investment on their part, because uh, we would pump this show up even more. Anyway, I think we should start to segue back into the the realm of sports. And I think the bread and butter of this show... Is the NFL, and so I thought we'd run through some some of the more major transactions that went went on in the the world of the NFL. Some of the some of the bigger ones that so this year more than any other year the franchise tag has been used. I believe the previous record was 12 teams using it, and uh, now 14 teams are using it. Most the, probably the biggest name right now is uh, Namdi Asamoah on the Raiders. Uh, a couple other ones. Uh, Dante Robinson, the cornerback on the Texans, and Leroy Hill, linebacker on on the Seahawks. But also a name, uh, Matt Castle. Castle, yeah, that was yeah a couple weeks ago. I think a name more near and dear to your heart, Max Starks, franchised by the Steelers. Yet again. Uh, yet again, second second year in a row. Any, any comments on on Maxie there?
1: I can see it this year. Um, last year it was kind of weird because they franchised. They franchise-tagged him so that he would sit in the bench behind Marvell Smith. Yeah. But Marvell Smith, after sitting out pretty much two seasons with back injuries or back pain, or I don't know what the hell he has. But I I think it makes more sense this year because I think they have three people on the line being free agents. And Max Mm -hmm. Starks was definitely one of the most consistent ones in that awful line, uh, at least this year.
0: I agree that he was probably their best offensive lineman down the stretch. And and he was their... Their main offensive lineman when they won a Super Bowl, so clearly he has value. Right, but if you t- if you take a step back and you look at it, the franchise tag pays the recipient the average of the top five uh, contracts at that position. So what what the Steelers are saying is that they value him as if he were a top five offensive tackle, which he's clearly not. But at the same time, there are other People like Namdi Asama, who I feel is by far and away the best cornerback in all of football, yet he's he's kind of stuck with this one-year contract where he can't gain any kind of financial safety net over over a long-term period. And so, I think the point I'm trying to make is that this really this really hinders a, the phenomenal athlete, and it helps the marginal athlete who happens to get stuck in a in a convenient situation for him. I feel that Max starts. He would probably get the same amount of money over a two or three year period that he's signing for one year, just because he's the franchise tag player. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So for different people, it it really affects their future in in uh, a lot of different ways, and 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 these connections aren't necessarily relevant to their talent level.
1: Yeah, uh, it's more it's more due to the, the necessities of each team and.
0: Yeah. And I, I kind of feel bad because if you think about it, football players, they really have an average lifespan of only about four or five years. So if you get franchise tag for one year and then you get injured your second year and then you can't sign a long-term contract, then you kind of got screwed because that franchise tag, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but maybe that's just the world of football. <laughs> what else can you say? It's not like baseball where you can sign a long contract and even if you get injured, you'll probably come back and it's not like an injury is really going to wreck your whole career. Where In football... You, you might just be done when you get right. a concussion. Whatever. So let's see. A couple other interesting moves. I haven't I don't remember this happening in the near uh recently, but the kicker for the Bengals was franchised. Uh the oh, yeah, punter I saw <laughs> Yeah. The punter for the Raiders was franchised. And I know, I know they're, they're pretty good for their respective positions, but it's, it's really funny. I mean, what, you're telling me you can't sign these guys for like a four-year you know, four deal paying them a million dollars a year? What's the, what's, the, what's the necessity to use your franchise tag on, on that position of all positions?
1: I think people just, I mean, teams just want to use the franchise tag. They see other teams <laughs> using it. It's like, oh man, why can't we do it? Let's get, let's get the punter again.
0: Let's get the That way, we don't have to spend too much money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's true. You get to use, use, the, use the term franchise. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, San Antonio Homes got fined for a Super Bowl touchdown celebration. The much hotly contested celebration. How much did he get fined? You know. I will click on the link, and it will tell me. <laughs> <you. laughs> quality
1: information.
0: <laughs> hey, up to the minute. You mean, sure, right? you up mean, to our, the
1: minute. You mean your sources are going to tell you right now?
0: <laughs> my, uh, my source, uh, my source just text, text message me. It cost him ten grand. <laughs> ten grand for using the football. Imagine getting fined for ten grand for like anything, like minor that you did at work. Like what if, what if you came in to work late by fifteen minutes? Would you get fined ten grand? Would you? Would you even get fined? Whatever ten grand to san Holmes is like that ratio to you like I, I like imagine, yes, I completed this report, you like I jump up into the air and do a fist pound, you know, okay, it's a little ridiculous yeah I,
1: <laughs> but, but yeah it's yeah. a it's a completely different world you can't
0: really <laughs> well I don't know if you remember this, but there was a quote like uh three years ago or something where. A reporter came up to Randy Moth and he's like, You're you're being fined ten thousand dollars. What do you feel about this? And his response was just Ain't nothing to me. I'm just gonna pay that I'm gonna pay that straight cash, homie. <laughs> it's a it's a great line. Like it really is nothing to them. No nah. I really mean part.
1: especially Santonio San Holmes, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Who knows what kind of sponsorships he's getting all around and yeah. Got to go to Disney World at least.
0: He probably got $10,000 worth of favors on his way home from the Super Bowl. So I'm, I'm, yeah. sure, he's, <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's uh, fine and dandy. In a couple of weeks, we'll probably do an a NFL draft preview. We'll, uh, we'll go through the needs for each of the different teams. Maybe I'll cook up a mock draft or so, and we can just talk about some of the bigger names coming out of college this year. But we'll save that for another day. Closer, closer, probably in, uh, middle of April or something after the tournament's done. March Madness is over. Uh, a couple college basketball points. Uh, my my boys, UConn lost a heartbreaker to to Pitt, but I don't know. In the long run, it's it's all in the Big East. Keep it in the family. Yep. Can't complain too much. Would you say that you're you're a you're a Panther fan? If it, if push comes to shove, you have to pick one team, do you? Have oh yeah, I've,
1: I've always rooted for the Panthers. So.
0: I, mean, I know I know you're a, a born and bred Chicago. What what's your what's your thing? Chicago what? What University, University of
1: Chicago Maroons.
0: Ah uh, yes, I know that you're a diehard <laughs> Chicago Maroons fan.
1: Of course, Division Three. <laughs> well, so even there, I have a conflict of interests.
0: Yes, it's true. <laughs>
1: Can't even, can't even uh, root in the UAA.
0: Uh, you have a, you, live a, you lead a complicated life, my friend. I do. With the Oscars on Sunday, I thought we'd just give a quick little blurb about that. We have uh, some fine some fine movies this year. No, nothing that's a clear-cut favorite in my mind, like how There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men were the two superstars that year. I feel like instead of two superstars, I feel like we have five or six pretty quality movies. I don't know what's your overall feel
1: yeah i mean this this whole year there was there was really nothing that you came out saying, "Oh man, that was the best movie of the year or something like that yeah. so, uh, but, but yeah, I, I think of...
0: act, acting wise I feel like they've been some pretty good performances yeah
1: acting wise it's been a good year uh,
0: yeah um i i think it's it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that slum Dog's gonna win best picture I think so
1: yeah I, I mean, yeah. at least i I still have a couple of the other movies to see but i've seen what else is nominated we uh, got benjamin,
0: benjamin button Bl- right benjamin button which i heard uh, great right. you didn't see it no i haven't seen it i actually have no desire to see, to see it it's uh i saw it and i thought it was, I, I i enjoyed the movie experience i just didn't really feel it just des- was de- deserving of all i think it received the most oscar nominations overall yeah, i think so. And I can understand it winning it for like makeup and random cinematography stuff, but I didn't didn't really think it was that good. Yeah, uh, I, I not I heard the acting wasn't even that great. Yeah, I mean it was it, it was, was it good, was good but it, it was, was like, good yeah, but not,
1: you know, legendary. Yeah, it was
0: okay, It was an okay movie, but nothing Oscar worthy in my mind. I don't know. Uh what I have seen, I've seen Milk so far.
1: Milk was very I, good.
0: I thought Sean Penn was phenomenal. In yeah, that. he was great in that. I yeah, if, I mean I still need to see Frost Nixon and I I know that had some great acting in it too, but I
1: think I think I saw Frost Nixon. I think uh, Sean Penn did a better job Schumpen, in Milk Schumpen. than uh, whatever his name is in Frost
0: Nixon. Langella, I believe. Uh, yeah. So once I finish watching The Wrestler, I'll have a more concrete opinion. But yeah, right is Mickey in-
1: Rourke nominated for? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That was that was also very good. Uh, Mickey Rourke was very good in that. I'm looking forward to Marissa Tomei in her. Whatever she has to offer in The Wrestler.
1: Yeah, she has to offer a uh, pretty
0: much. <laughs> uh, should be fun. Should be a fun time. Uh, did you see The Reader? I saw that two days ago. I have not seen that, actually. Yeah. Is that good? That's a pretty good story. Yeah, was, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, what else do we got here? I
1: also want to see um, The Visitor.
0: Yeah, I kind of want to see The Visitor, too, just because of uh, the dad from Six Feet Under being in it.
1: And Step Brothers and
0: stepbrothers and, and uh, uh, what's the other one burn Burnap, after reading oh yeah he was in that too i'm sure he's actually been in a lot of stuff but these are just the more recent
1: i mean that yeah that in the last year he we, was in, in yeah
0: those. <laughs> that we've associated him with uh another performer i mean there's still there's actually quite a few movies i, w- I want to see i still want to see changeling i don't know if you saw that
1: i saw that yeah that was um uh, it was pretty good angelina jolie was good in that I think she is nominated okay. for best actress. Yeah, she is. Yeah. I haven't She's... seen. I haven't seen Doubt though. I think Meryl Streep was nominated for that. So.
0: Oh yeah, wasn't it funny? they they were saying how there were four actors nominated for that movie, but no best director or anything like that. Like the person who, you know, put all the actors in the same room and made them act didn't get any uh <laughs> any kind of credit for that. No love. <laughs> no love there, but. I, I heard the acting was probably better than the actual story. In doubt, but
1: I mean, it did have very good people.
0: Yeah, so a lot of former Oscar winners in there with uh, what Philip Seymour Hoffman and and uh, Meryl, Meryl Streep and all yeah. that. Yeah, so. uh, should be a it should be a fun Sunday. That's that's one Sunday I look forward to uh, the Oscars. Yeah, but I do think
1: I, some *Slumdog Millionaire* is going to take Best Picture.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think. Doyle, the the director, pretty much has that locked up, also. So, I think whenever you can, w- without a true lead actor, whenever you can put together an Oscar-worthy movie using random people from a random country, uh, you deserve you deserve some kind of credit for it yeah. in terms yeah. of director. So, uh, it makes a lot of sense. Did you watch Force? force horse also it it actually was geico Yep.
1: yeah
0: Yeah, i watched it for half an hour and then i kind of fell asleep because i was watching in my bed
1: yeah i thought i felt that they could have done better the pace was too slow i think
0: yeah it was too slow i I think they should do it indoors outdoors it was like there there were shadows and it was weird like yeah it was
1: really weird it's like that you couldn't really take it seriously because they were just doing it in their not even in, in the main arena.
0: They're just outside somewhere. Yeah. Like yeah. makeshift studio. And uh, S- Simmons made the great point that you, you, you want to get people who are going to trash talk. And they took a bunch of, like, rookies and second-year players. Like, you want, like, the stars in the league who are just going to, like, make it a real fun time. So, Yeah. Uh, I hope th- hopefully they change it such that there are, A, more verbal, more oral uh, players, and B, uh Indoors would probably look nicer and more appealing. Yeah, and do
1: something Which, about the pace. I mean, it was...
0: Yeah. I, I guess I wouldn't even mind it, but if, if they could even edit it. Edit out the the breaks, the long pauses and yeah. stuff. I, I wouldn't mind that. Would you rather have uh, franchised McFadden? Actually, McFadden probably doesn't deserve all that money.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, there's some corners out there that probably get paid a shit ton, so... Yeah. Um... It's a really interesting time for the Steelers because not only do they have these people now, but next year they have a whole bunch of big contracts uh, coming up. So uh, they, I know they, they re-signed James Harrison before his contract was up next year. And uh, I think who else is? Casey Hampton and Heinz Ward also have their contracts expiring next year. So
0: Yeah, in, in 2000 the Jets had four first-round picks in a year. And so all the rookie contracts ended at the same time, and we we're just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, that was the year we drafted Pennington and, and Johnny Abraham and a bunch of people at the same time.
1: So yeah, and next year is going to be, I think, someone else in the defensive line also has a contract uh, expiring in 2010. So they're trying. I don't know what they're trying to do, but they'll probably have to free up some some room for these big contracts coming up next year.
0: The best part about Favre retiring is now that now we're under the salary cap. We would have been way over the salary cap if he yeah. didn't. <laughs> so I'm really glad that happened. The Gotham of the week this week brought to you by the Oklahoma City Thunder. This week they recently introduced their their new mascot, and the thing about mascots I've always felt is that it's either got to be a natural fit with your team, or it kind of has to just. Then you need a smooth transition. You shouldn't have to justify why you have a mascot. It should just fit naturally. But with the Thunder's introduction—they—they they unveiled him as a as a bison. And after he was introduced, a near sellout crowd was told at halftime that Rumble, the name of the mascot, who's a bison, uh, is that he was a hunt that. <laughs> Hundreds of years ago, he led his herd to safety, only to be trapped alone in a storm atop the Arbuckle Mountains. The story claims Rumble was struck by lightning and suddenly walked on two legs like a man. According to Campfire legend, Rumble possesses amazing strength and agility, but felt alone until NBA players with similar athletic skills arrived in the Forge Center hundreds of years later. Okay, uh, now do you really need that kind of a background and justification for why you have a a regular man in an animal costume jumping around to pump your team up? I, I just feel like it was a little over the top, a little unnecessary background on um, what was obviously bullshit. Even the six-year-old sitting in the front row understands that what's going on is uh, a load of horse crap, and so for this clear demonstration of amateurism by the rookie team, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, I'm going to give them the Gone of the Week. And Hopefully, their fans don't feel too ashamed from what just happened on their home court. Oh, oh to top it all off, afterwards, the, the mascot attempted two dunks and missed them both. <laughs> so, there you have it, folks. The Oklahoma City Thunder and their mascot of the God of the Week.
1: I think they were, they were just trying to lay the ground for his new sitcom.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> <Give me> your- <laughs> He kind of—it he kind of looks like what's that guy Arf, from that show? Alf, Alf, yeah, Alf. Look, the mascot looks almost like Alf. <laughs> so uh, I can—I can see it working out. I can see that working out. Just bringing back that show. <laughs> yeah, except this time it's—he's a little bit more athletic and he misses dunks. So,
1: oh, that's this is good. All s- right. Good segue for uh probably
0: a podcast coming up maybe next week, maybe the week after that where we'll talk about yeah. mascots. I think within the, yeah, within the next two weeks we're gonna dive into the world of mascots, maybe a little bit of collegiate mascots also. Uh it should be fun. I hope you guys come back for more. <laughs> come back for more. Uh anyway, for Fred Pineda and and V C D, uh We'll catch you next week on the Garden Podcast. Take care. for downloading the Gotham podcast.